My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. The new school year has begun, and so of course we're praying for our kids and our grandkids, but what about those educators who are so influencing them? I have five powerful prayers pulled straight from Scripture to share with you today. So stay tuned and use these to pray and have effect over our schools, our kids, and our teachers. I'm so glad you found the We're Not Done Yet podcast, a special place for emptiness moms who are trying to find out what Jesus wants them to do next. I'm Susan Macias, author of the book, Unceasing, A Parent's Guide to Conquer Worry and Pray with Power, and the devotional, 31 Days, Praying for My Daughter. Sister, the Lord places special calls on this emptiness stage of our life, so let's help each other figure out what to do next, because we're not done yet. Before we start the interview, if you or your church is looking for a speaker for your women's group... I just want to let you know there is nothing I love better than teaching the Word of God to a hungry group of women. I love encouraging, exhorting, and calling women to follow the Lord in whatever season of life they find themselves. So go on over to my website, susankmacias.com. There's a speaker page with a form you can fill out and reach out to me. I would love to minister to your group. As parents and grandparents... What is our most important role this school year for our kids? All the supplies have been assembled, the classes have started, the buses are rolling, and every new school year holds equal amounts of anticipation and dread. Will it be a good year? Will my children, will my grandchildren thrive or will they struggle? And whether it's our kids or our grandkids, we have a vital job every year in the school year. And you know what? I know some good news. We don't even have to set foot in the school building in order to fulfill this role. And it doesn't matter what form of schooling our kids or grandkids are are participating in. If it's private school or public school or homeschool, today's episode applies to all of it. The pivotal factor for most students in their year is their teacher. My mom was an elementary teacher. In fact, I come from a family of teachers. I know the time, the energy, and heart that is poured into students. It is a tough job with daily struggles. But a teacher can have an extraordinary impact. And teachers are a special breed. They daily walk into the mouth of the lion for low pay, for high expectations, demanding parents, reluctant students. If there was ever a group that required prayer, it was teachers. Because of the impact educators have on our students, we need to be praying for them. And maybe you agree with that statement, but do you ever wonder exactly what you should pray? If you listen to my interview with Rachel Britton, it was on episode 51. She said, we read a lot about prayer, but actually doing it is the hard bit and the most important bit. Of course, with her British accent, it sounded even better. I thought about trying to, you know, do a little British accent, but I I was afraid it would be offensive. So I didn't even try. But 
her episode is great because it's talking about, you know what, we need to pray more. She wants to help people pray more, but all of us kind of struggle. What do we pray? How do we pray? And that's why I did episode 50, Prayers for Afghanistan, because I wanted to not talk about why we should pray. I wanted to do actual prayers. Because I know I have learned so much about prayer from listening to others pray. And I wanted to give everybody specific things to pray and how to take those right out of scripture. And by the way, we need to keep praying for that country now more than ever. It may not be in the news anymore, but we need to keep praying. Okay, back to our kids and our grandkids and their teachers. I want to give you some practical prayers today. I'm going to take them straight from scripture and have a few suggestions about how you can use these. If you want to print out these prayers, you can go to my website. It's susankmacias.com backslash podcast backslash 52, which is this episode. There's going to be a form on there that you can sign up. It will put you on my email list and you will get a free PDF download of these prayers. It will have a line. You can write your teacher's name in there that you want to use. Put it up on your refrigerator or your mirror so it can help you remember exactly what to pray and and remember to pray for these teachers. Teachers that are so dedicated are profoundly affecting our kids' lives. I can't emphasize enough how important it is for us grandparents, specifically speaking to grandparents right now, we are not done yet, remember? And we need to be engaged in this way. I don't really think we have any clue how powerful prayer really is. I was just in the end of Revelation and what I was reading, and there's this place at the end where it's this, this giant censer and it's burning with, with incense going up. Sensor is full of the prayers of the saints, and the aroma is going up before the Lord. I think when we look back on prayer, we look back on when we prayed from heaven's eyes, from that viewpoint looking back, we're going to regret not having done more of it. So here we have prayers today for our teachers. I'm going to use the name Mrs. Smith because, you know, I know it's... I could have been more creative, but I thought I would get distracted by coming up by a creative name. And so I went the opposite direction. If your name is Smith, I think it's a beautiful name. I'm not trying to insult that, by the way. Okay, I'm going to just tell you the scripture a little bit why I chose that scripture and then do a, a prayer at the end. Okay, the first prayer is that the teacher would have a deep love for my child. Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. First John 4, 7. And I'm praying this because love helps us, anybody, see the best in others. It motivates us to keep trying when we're discouraged. It gives energy in the face of of when our hope is falling and our courage, we need courage during trials. Love gives us courage. And if love is from God, then it makes perfect sense to ask the God of love to fill the teacher to overflowing with this powerful force. So here's how I would pray this. Dear Lord, since love is from you, I ask you to fill Mrs. Smith with a deep love for my student, that she would be motivated by that love every day in the classroom. Okay, our next prayer is that the teacher would have supernatural wisdom, discernment, and largeness of heart. And this comes from 1 Kings 4.29. And God gave Solomon wisdom an exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. 
I've taught and I have never needed more wisdom than when I stood in the front of a classroom of students and there are some out there and they've got their eager little eyes and they're ready for you to say something. Others look confused. Some are tired. Some are just blank and you think, I don't even know if anybody is home out there. How do teachers reach a group of so many different needs? That is why teaching is so hard. Teachers need supernatural wisdom and discernment every day. And don't you just love the visual picture God paints when he gives Solomon a largeness of heart? We all need big fat hearts. Okay, here's how I would translate that scripture and that prayer into an actual prayer. Dear Lord, just as you granted Solomon amazing wisdom and understanding, please, Lord, give the same to Mrs. Smith as well as the largest heart imaginable. The next prayer is that the teacher would teach and lead the classroom with a loving gentleness, patience, and tolerance. I get this from Ephesians 4, 1 through 2. Walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. Along with fear, most first-year teachers also come to the classroom with a healthy dose of idealism and optimism. On the other hand, teachers that have been teaching for a very long time can struggle to feel any of those things anymore. But we need both our veteran teachers with all their wisdom and experience, and we need our new optimistic teachers. We need them both in the classroom. So let's pray for the emotional health that teachers require for a good year. Here's my example. Lord, the calling to be a teacher is a difficult one. So please empower Mrs. Smith to lead the classroom with gentleness, patience, and tolerance, as well as an extra dose of love. And please encourage her heart. Okay, the next prayer is that the teacher would be strengthened with perseverance and encouragement from Romans 5.15. May the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind. Who needs perseverance and encouragement? Marathon runners would or mountain climbers, people that get motivated for some reason to swim the English Channel, triathletes, and then there's teachers. All of those are going into this long, arduous journey, and it's hard to see the end. Teaching year after year requires supernatural strength in the face of uncertain outcomes. Since God is the giver of perseverance and encouragement, let's ask him to shower these qualities down on our teachers. Here's the prayer example. Please, Lord, give Mrs. Smith perseverance and encouragement in this tough job of teaching a classroom of students with different needs and abilities. That brings us to the fifth prayer, that the teacher would have patience to keep trying, even if the fruit of her labors is not evident yet. James 5, 7 and 8. Therefore, be patient, brethren, and tell the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil, being patient about it until the early and late rains. You too be patient. Strengthen your hearts. To keep trying at a job you are unsure that you are succeeding at, that's difficult for anybody. Teachers face that in spades because they have to keep going not knowing when suddenly the light bulbs are going to go on for the student. They may be needing to use or having to use curriculum that would not be their choice. 
They have to complete what is required by the state and by the district, all while trying to focus on the needs of individual students. And they're doing that with the fruit of their labor, not always evident. In fact, it could be a teacher five years down the road where those seeds that are planted this year might finally grow enough to produce fruit. So let's ask God to help them keep going in the face of not seeing always the results of what they're doing, trusting that at some point that fruit is going to come. So here's our last prayer for today. Lord, as the year drags on and discouragement wants to set in, please grant Mrs. Smith the strength and faith to wait patiently on the fruit that will come from her labors, even if she never sees it. Please give her hope. Well, thanks, friend, for listening. I hope that you will take these just as a as a jumping off point to start praying for your kids, for your grandkids. There are innumerable prayers we could offer up for our teachers, but these could help us get started. And that's what I hope for you today. May God bless our teachers as they have such an impact on our kids and our grandkids. And blessings on you as you battle for these kids by praying for their teachers. Prayer is one of my subjects that I just care passionately about, because like I said at the beginning, I really don't think we have any clue as to the amazing impact it can have spiritually. I will put links to other prayer podcasts below. I also want to encourage you to look into my book, Unceasing, A Parent's Guide to Conquer Worry and Pray with Power, whether you are praying for your kids or your grandkids or both, because, you know, we don't really actually ever stop praying for our kids. So we just add more people that we're praying for. This book really goes into how to keep praying, how to pray, whether you're discouraged, whether you see any fruit, just like we talked about. It can take years to see fruit. And I just want to encourage you to keep praying. So if you are looking for something that you want a better description of prayer, you want a little more instruction, you want a little more encouragement, check out my book, Unceasing. It's on Amazon. And I'm going to leave you today with the saying I repeat over and over, keep praying, keep praying. It doesn't matter whether we see results yet or not. We must keep praying. Never stop. It matters more than we can ever imagine. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, susankmacias.com, to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Susan K. Macias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing. Because you're not done yet.